Hello, Sharks. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Cyber Week, where you can get gigantic discounts on lots of digital products, usually, that are educational. And because of that, my training site, PokerCoaching.com, is giving you some of the biggest discounts of the year. At PokerCoaching.com, if you did not already know, we have thousands of interactive quizzes that can help you test your skills and improve your game rapidly. Also, we have private streams where you can get in and ask some of the best players in the world whatever you want in real time. We also have lots of classes and courses, including my gigantic cash game and tournament masterclasses that will teach you everything you need to know to succeed at those games. So to take advantage of it, head over to PokerCoaching.com slash CyberWeek right now. Hope you enjoy it. And let's get to the video. Hello there, Sharks. I'm Jonathan Little, here today with Matt Affleck. You may be my favorite coach on PokerCoaching.com. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Matt puts out all the great content. Lots of GTO spots. You're a very GTO player, huh? Um, I study a lot of GTO, but mm. I like to get in the streets. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people get it in their minds that... They shouldn't study GTO because uh, their opponents don't play like the GTO robot. But clearly that's a little bit silly because you're adjusting away from GTO to take advantage of whatever they do wrong, right? Yeah, I think everyone plays GTO. Because in theory, like, GTO basically is just you're trying to make the best decision you can. And that takes into account any, like, exploits. So I don't really agree with this whole exploit versus GTO. I think the answer is GTO. But exploit, the GTO's answer obviously often is including an exploit. Right, you are adjusting whatever the initial starting ranges and strategies are to whatever your opponent does in-game. Exactly. Extent, right? So, run it through the solver, but with the correct parameters. Most perfect. people don't use the correct parameters. Yes. They think I should use correct, like, you know, perfect parameters, but no, 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 no. All right, let's take a look at this hand you played in the World Series of Poker main event. Did you make it through day one? I did. How many chips uh, you got? About 110,000. Oh, my gosh. So about just about double the starting stack. It's pretty good. How'd you do? I have thirty thousand. <laughs> I bagged about half a starting stack. If we add me and you together, though, that's more than two starting stacks. So we profited together. If I bag more, I should get, get take over the ownership of the site. Then. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at this hand. We're playing two hundred, four hundred. They fold around to the button, who raises to two point five big blinds. You have the beautiful eight six offsuit in the big blind. Are you ever folding because we are so deep? No, I think it gets close if he makes it three x or something, but two point five. Always calling. Are you calling with King 3 offsuit? Yes. All the King highs, I will. What about Jack 3 offsuit? I would fold Jack 3. Okay. So some cusp in there. Yeah, like Jack 5. Are you folding with 5-4 uh, offsuit? No. So no. all the connectors. All the connectors, and then maybe like the worst one gappers. Okay. Like 5-3 off. If you're going to play all the nonsense hands, though, you must make sure you play well post-flop. Yes, very. Uh, you got to be playing well post flop, but also too, your opponent's got to play well post flop, and you're going to realize more equity than the solvers ever. Like any ranges you look at, including on our site, you're probably going to realize more equity than uh, the computer is playing against itself. So that's something to take into consideration as well. Which lets you play slightly wider ranges than GTO, right? Correct. Than GTO, non-adjusted GTO. All right, we see the flop. Flop comes ten nine five. You have a Backdoor flush draw. Gut shot straight draw. What more do you want in life? Pretty good flop. Do you ever lead deep stacked? Um, not, like, kind of the, the general quick rule. It has to be, like, three cards below a seven for you okay. to consider leading from the big blind here. You want boards that are really good for you. And you, are you even leading against the button? 
in those spots on the three low cards below seven? Yeah, they have some of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's harder to do it against the button, right? Against like earlier positions for sure. So the reason for that is because early position is going to have almost no nuts on low connected boards, whereas the button will still have some nuts on low connected boards. Yeah, like five five six is like a really good example of a flop that will like lead a decent amount where we have a lot of trips and stuff. So okay, so anyway. You check this ten nine five. Opponent bets a thousand. Well, we can't fold. Nope, folding's out of the question. It's an annoying spot because we have the draw. Yeah, not so, a good draw. No, I think kind of the way I was thinking about this in game was just uh, I think there's some consideration for check raise here, um, but you have to think we have a lot of these gut shots, and I'd rather check raise the ones that have an overcard of the ten. Be, uh, because like when you check raise and they call, they're probably gonna have a lot of ten x and nine x. So you really want to have that like jack or queen. So if I had like queen eight, jack seven, uh, those types of hands, I'd check raise those a lot more than this one. And like when you just check call, it's still likely you're gonna win a hand, win the hand when you hit an eight or a six. But if you check raise and they call and you hit an eight or a six, it's probably not gonna be the best hand a lot for sure. Um, a lot of going back to like, can you defend these junky hands pre flop? A lot of people just fold here and that's you, yeah. you can't properly defend this hand if you're just gonna be check folding stuff like gut shots yeah no no folding with the gut shots here ever against the button cool we call let's go back to this a lot of people think in this scenario if you call and you miss you just always lose yeah that's not the case and that's <laughs> why uh i these are like what ends up happening here there is like my favorite spot kind of on all of poker to study we'll get to the river in a second let's talk about the turn turns the ace of clubs awful for you no, um, it is. It's not a good card for sure, but it is interesting as the ace of clubs, sure, uh, which is going to be slightly better than for me than like in terms of flushes than if it's like the four of clubs because like my flushes are going to be a lot more like the lower card flushes, so stuff like six seven of clubs, like low like six deuce of clubs, and we just like removed a lot of his suited combos. Right, flushes. your opponent raises every ace of clubs on the button. And yeah. you three bet some of them, so when you call. You know, you, you have a lot of, like, exactly. you don't have quite as many of those proportionally to begin with, but also you have a lot of the 7-4 seven, suited or whatever. Yep. Whereas your opponent may not. So, yeah, this is always good. This is especially true against Under the Gun again, because the, yes. the player on the button is going to still have 7-6 suited, whereas Under the Gun may not. For sure, 100%. Anyway, you, you keep going back to the Under the Gun spots. I guess I studied Under the Gun spots. Yeah. Wasted my time, huh? <laughs> All right. You are going to check, of course. Opponent checks it back. Fine, good. Yep. Rivers a 9. Are we going to put on our bluffing shoes? Take a second. Think about this spot. We have the eight high out of position. Pots 4,600. In this scenario, what do you do? Do you check? Looking to check fold? Do you check? Looking to check raise? Or are we just going to bet it? Are we going to bet small, like 1,500? Are we going to bet big, like 4,500? Or if you want to get really frisky, let's go the full 9,000. Pause the video and write what you would do in the comment section below. All right. Are we ever putting in the check raise with this hand? Uh, no. This hand's not very good candidate for check raising. We want to have, you know, maybe a hand like five, six or something like that. We want to have some, some type of, you know, blocker to hands that they're going to bet call with here. Also, with a hand like six, five, you win when it goes check, check sometimes. A hundred percent. Whereas you never win with this hand. Yes. Right? So with hands that basically never win, your plan is usually not to check raise. With hands that can win but not if your opponent bets, 
like bottom pair, those are the ones that often will consider check raising or we'll go for the check raise. Okay, so we're not check raising, fine. So then we have to ask, should we even bet it? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the way I like to structure my thinking here is asking what are our value bets. Mm -hmm. And I think everything with betting starts with there. So like a good question to ask yourself here is what would be your value betting range? What types of like to kind of put them into blocks? So like clearly I think we're going to have a lot of flushes here. Flushes want to bet really, really big here. We want to, you know, a flush is worth a lot of money here. <laughs> so uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes you hear is like people have a flush and they bet like 2000 and then the person just calls with ace eight. Yeah, that's really bad for you. Yes. And so we have flushes that want to bet really big, probably over betting, betting at least pot. Uh, the second, some full houses. Yeah. The second can class is like, we're gonna have a lot of nine X here, like mm -hmm. very plausible. We check call the flop with nine X. It goes check, check. Like we have a ton of nines here and we don't know how many nines the button has. The button might check back with a hand like nine, seven on the flop might check back with nine, eight, king, nine, queen, nine. They're going to bet them sometimes, but we have a lot of nines and nines are probably the same thing. Our opponent really doesn't like pretty rare. They're ever going to have a flusher. So a nine probably wants to bet really, really big here too. Maybe like pot, maybe even a small over bet here. And then we'll have some ace-x that check calls the flop too. And we probably want to value bet some ace-x. So, uh, but ace-x probably doesn't want to go massive. Maybe more of a like medium sizing here. Because if you bet gigantic like 9,000, they're going to start maybe folding out some of their aces that you want to get called by. Or especially the tens you want to get called by. Yeah, okay. exactly. So once you kind of figure out what your value bets are and what sizing all your value bets are, um, you just kind of fit your bluffs into each category um, based on how the blockers are. And I think the big misconception is people, well, to be balanced, I have to bet the same size with everything, which is 100% completely wrong. You want to bet flushes here, maybe you bet 8,000 with your flushes here, and then you bluff with some hands. And then with your aces, maybe you bet 4,500 here, and you bluff some 4,500. And then you know, maybe if you have a hand like King 10, sometimes maybe you put, you know, a thousand and then you bluff a little bit. You don't have to bluff that often because you're giving them a good price, but that's perfectly fine. As long as you, you know, kind of bluff relatively amount into all the different sizings and you can use your exploits based on if you think they'll call too much, not enough, all in all the different sizings. So this is really like my favorite spot in all of poker. You're going to love my new cash game masterclass that's already out for coming out very soon on Poker Coaching. We have a big section on the river that breaks down all the hands. You know, yeah. nice nice GTO outputs and um, it's fun stuff, so make sure you check it out. So, With this we, have hand, a lot of we have a lot of bets. Where's this one slot in? I think this is a really good candidate to go big and maybe really big. Um, I think the eight and the six are actually really relevant to the player's calling range. Uh, one, we block nine eight suited uh, with nine eight of spades. We also block 9-8 offsuit, which is good. And, like, a 9 is never folding here. I think also, too, like, if this player's going to check back an ace on the turn, it's probably not going to be ace-queen, ace-king, or ace-jack. It's probably going to be, like, ace-eight, ace-seven, ace-six, ace-deuce, ace-three. So having, like, the eight and the six are actually pretty relevant for blocking aces that actually would check back the turn. So thinking about how your cards interact with that range. And so this is a pretty good candidate to go, like, pot. You'll probably even go over bet with this hand. Um, and go like both sizings, I think are probably pretty pretty good with this hand and trying to target hands like pocket jacks. You know, like they're gonna just have king seven off sometimes or king eight and they're just gonna fold anyways. But you can get like a 10 to fold here if you bet really big. You can get jacks to fold, queens to fold. You know, they're, you're turning those hands into bluff catchers into really tough spots. And the World Series Poker Main Event gets some aces to fold. Yeah, you'll see some pretty crazy folds. Maybe even a nine for all I know. 
You could have the flush, you know? Yeah. Probably not get a nine. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go for a big bet. The thing is, there's a lot of people in this scenario get it in their mind, but if I bet, they could call and I lose. Which is perfectly fine. It's okay to lose. Yeah. Did you lose any hands in your main event? Yeah, I lost hands. <laughs> yeah, I lost a bunch of hands. Yeah. It happens. Sometimes you're going to lose hands. Some of my bluffs got caught. I got caught bluffing first level, and everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you ran a bluff? Especially so, a tournament like the main event, like sometimes it's not the worst thing to get caught bluffing because your tables don't break very often. And so it's like advertising. Yeah. And it puts the fear in them because yeah. they're like, oh, this guy may just pile a load of pressure on me, right? 100%. And like when you're an aggressive player, you want people to just like fear you and not play pots with you. And um, having that thought in the back of their head just gets you so many free pots where people just don't want to fight against you for, for pots. That is very, very true. And I had three different hands in my day, one of my main event, where I had like pretty good hands that if they were just in there battling a little hard, I would have gone broke. But I, I yep. didn't because they were just being a little bit cautious. Yep. So, yeah, get in there, play pots, battle hard, and put your opponents in tough spots, and they'll kind of stay out of your way. Anyway, you go for pot. Fine and good, sure. Yeah, I think pot's fine. I think like 7,500, something like that. If you want to overbet, I think that's fine as well. And the opponent called. He tanked for like... Minute and a half, almost two minutes with Jack-10 and called, which I think he never gets to full Jack-10. It's um, pretty high up in his range. Um, maybe not never, but it's it's uh, a hand I think he has to call with. I would so. venture to say that's just kind of like an unlucky spot for you because even though it's a spot where he has to call, a lot of people don't call Jack-10 here. I don't think yeah, they do. Like in the no. main event of the World Series, I'm actually marginally surprised he called with the Jack-10. Yeah, and if they're not calling with their 10x, like what are they calling with? Like They're not going to have a 9 that often. I'm going to have an ace that often, so. So I know everything you said here today is very, like, logical, but also somewhat high level. I realize yeah. this is a slightly high level video, okay? The question then becomes, if the guy folds the 10, let's presume we think he's going to fold the 10. You're just going to start bluffing everything? Like, drastically over bluff? Yeah, so I'm betting full pot. I need him to fold 50% of the time. And so if he's folding a 10, it's pretty hard for him to end up calling 50% of the time here. And if he calls 45% of the time, I just, whatever this pot is, I get 5% of that pot. Yeah, for free. Yeah. Just by betting. So if they're going to overfold, you should be playing a little bit wild, which is why you see some players at some particular tables against particular opponents playing overly wild. So yeah, fun spot. He called. You lost. Happens. Still bagged a lot of chips. You're going to lose pots. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. That's going to be it for today. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Poker and on Poker Coaching. I do weekly webinars every week. Awesome. Get in there. They are amazing. I hosted a breakfast for Poker Coaching members while I was in Las Vegas, and they told me they love Matt. Matt was the most loved coach by a mile. Like a big teddy bear. They love you so much. <laughs> All right. That's me for today. If you enjoyed this, click the like and subscribe buttons below. Check out Matt's webinars. Click the notification bell. We have a few more videos coming out with Matt. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you enjoyed this video, if you enjoy this YouTube channel, hope you already clicked the like and subscribe button. But if you really, really want to go deep and take your poker skills to the next level, now is the time because we are giving gigantic discounts for my training site, pokercoaching.com at pokercoaching.com slash cyberweek. Get in there, study hard, and improve your skills. How do you like free stuff? Yeah? Well, good, because I have a free membership to my site, pokercoaching.com, for you. Click. Get out of the way, hat. Click right up there to get it. And while you're at it, go ahead and click the subscribe button, and I'll see you in the next video.